Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey gorgeous, today we're talking about how to create a lot of content for your business. I'm talking social media content, stuff for your blog, podcasts, etc, etc. Now people ask me this a lot because I am seen as someone I guess who is a creative content creator and also someone who is both prolific and consistent in my business. So I've got a a lot of tips to share with you, but also, as always, I like to keep it as easy and fun as possible. Now, you probably already know the importance of putting out consistent, regular, high-quality content. I'm sure you've heard this a million times and people have told you you have to be consistent, but it is just feels really, really overwhelming to you. Maybe you're worried about coming up with the ideas. Maybe your systems and processes are just not there yet. Or maybe, I don't know, it's just it brings up a lot of stuff for you from a mindset perspective. I totally get it. Now, you know why it's important, right? You know that you want to be top of mind for your clients. You know that you want to give a lot of value. You know that you want to make a name for yourself. And of course, you want to be able to sell more of what you do so you can make more money. Now, I have been a content creator for, oh my God, I feel like forever now. I first uh, started working online in 2004. So that's quite a long time ago. It only sounds like it was a couple of years ago, but that was when I did my first ever ebook, uh, Internet Dating Tips for Men. I started my next business, Raw Brides, for brides who wanted to lose weight for their wedding in 2009. And so pretty much from then, 2009, is when I started doing regular content and I started really creating consistency online. I have done a weekly newsletter for over a decade and I have been online every day for over a decade. Now, how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel exhausted? (laughs) Does it make you feel like, oh my God, that's a lot of stuff to do? Um, well, hopefully it, it doesn't have to be that way. I've got a lot of hacks and tips. I actually consider myself a very, very lazy person. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to share all that stuff with you. So the first tip is just to set that intention that you are going to be consistent, that you are going to show up no matter what. And just to make that commitment from here on in, that's what I'm going to do. I am going to send out weekly weekly newsletter and I am going to show up on social media every single day. That's it. It starts off with just giving yourself no other out from it. And that's it. I'm just going to do it. And then you work out the systems on how to do that, which comes to my next point, is to batch your content creation. I have different times in my cycle where I feel more productive than other times. And I find that the week before my period, I have a lot to say. I'm really good at typing stuff. And I'm like, at the moment, I'm in this part of my cycle where I just can't find the word. (laughs) I just can't find the words, but that's fine. Um, I batch that content creation. So what I do every week is I get my hair done at the salon every Monday And I just book that in no matter what. And my salon has this great deal where you can get 10 blow dries and they're like half price. So I don't wait for the inspiration to strike. I set up those systems where I have to, I just have to do it. 
I just have to do it. So I get my um, hair done on Monday and then I do all of my interviews on Tuesday, Wednesday, but that's also when I create my like face content. So that's might be when I do my videos. So I'll do, if you've got good hair and makeup, like may as well do as many as you can. Um, and so that's when I batch up that content. Same with when I am like an interviewee on other people's podcasts, I batch all of those on Tuesday, Wednesday when I have nice hair. But for my audio stuff, so at the moment I'm in a podcast studio, I just have to book that in and just make it happen. So it's not like I'm super prepped for these days, but I just book it in and I batch that content creation. Oftentimes as well with videos, if I'm not doing them, I'll like book a studio or I'll book my film guy in and I just freaking have to do it. Okay, so batching is amazing, but sometimes you even have to put the structures in place to do it. My third tip is not to get perfectionist about it. This is the being the weirdest lesson for me. As soon as I made that commitment at the start that I would send a newsletter out every single week, I had to come up with content. And so some weeks I'd be like, oh God, I'm just going to dash out this quick thing about like, I don't know, a mindset thing. All right, cool. Press play, send. And that would often be my most popular content for the month. Other times I'd work on something for days and I'd send it out and it'd just be like, yeah, that's fine. And this is why you have to be so consistent because sometimes you just don't know what's going to resonate with people. Um, you don't know what's going to be timely for people. You don't. You just don't know that some, sometimes something you say will just absolutely just be crazy viral for somebody. But you don't know and that's why you have to show up again and again and again and again and again. Now, I've done the the research on my Instagram posts, for example, and each time I do something, one to two percent of people that it reaches will be new people. That's why you have to show up again and again, because it takes that consistency, not your perfection, to build that audience. And you don't know which one people are going to like. And trust me, I have a vision that even for this podcast, I was like, it's going to be so good. I'm going to do so much research. <laughs> I was going to do a whole segment on um, like Hollywood celebrity autobiographies and what we can learn about money from them. And I just, it just didn't happen because I'm just not that sort of person who's always super organized. And so I feel the same with everything I've put out. Oh, one day it's going to be so perfect and it's never going to be. So you just have to show up and do it. You just have to show up and do it. And sometimes people like the imperfection more than the perfection. Okay, then my next tip is to make it a process. So at the start, if you're at the start of your business, you're probably doing everything yourself. So you're writing the article, you're probably doing the graphics for it, all of that kind of stuff. But if you have a bit of a team behind you, you can start to make this a process. So this is what I did for mine. So as I said, I would sit down and record you know, four or five videos at a time. Then I would send them to my assistant. She would get them transcribed. Um, she would send them back to me to like edit because they were conversational, didn't look as good for a blog. But then that would become the newsletter every week. So all I had to do was get my hair done and show up on camera and do a couple of videos. And then the process all happened. And the same thing happens now where I will sit down and I'll batch a whole bunch of social media content. I will schedule them all up 
And then that becomes our newsletters. So Mark will pull that out from my social media and he'll turn it into a newsletter. I do not have to do all of the processes now. Okay, so if there's bits that you can outsource um, at either, either way of it, right? So maybe you get someone actually to create a whole bunch of graphics for you. You can say, go and research 100 quotes on this, make graphics about it for me. And then you can schedule them. But you have to just make it a process. Um, if you're doing it bit by bit, day by day, week by week, that's when the consistency can fall off because some days you will not feel like it. Trust me, I know there's heaps of times I don't feel like it, but I know that tomorrow something will show up on social media that I scheduled on a day that I did feel like it. I know that I'll I'll sit and record these podcasts and it will turn into um, a blog post eventually and a newsletter eventually. Okay, so just make it a system. Now, how do you come up with all of those ideas? That might be, you might find that a little bit kind of tricky to come up with all of those ideas because it might feel really big. You might look at the whole year in advance and go, oh my God, what the freak am I going to talk about? So here's what I did. I actually created a spreadsheet, okay? And I thought about all the topics I could talk about. So for me, I'm all about money mindset. I'm not so much about like the how-to. So I was like, okay, well, I can talk about pricing. I was like, yeah, I can talk about pricing. Okay, I can talk about a particular money block. Okay, I can talk about like an affirmation or like a mantra. Um, or I could talk about like a money resource that I'm working on at the moment. So it could be a book or um, something, you know, that I'm learning. So I put those as my categories. And then I was like, well, okay, how? what are all the things I could talk about around pricing? Okay, how do you come up with your pricing? What to do when someone says your prices are too high? How if, what to do when you want to increase your prices and don't want to piss all your customers off? off. So I just brainstormed all those things around the pricing. So for each month, I was like, okay, I only need to come up with one pricing topic per month. I need to come up with one mindset lesson per month. I only need to come up with one marketing tip per month. It makes it so much easier when you can come up with the categories of things that you're talking about, and then you can spreadsheet it all out and make it really, really easy. The other thing is that you can repurpose stuff. You can repurpose stuff. So in 2014, something happened that made me extremely prolific. What do you think that was in 2014? I was having a baby. I was having a baby. So I knew that I had my maternity leave where I, I needed to batch stuff for my maternity leave. So I was so prolific because I had to come up with content and batch it all out. And so I would get my hair done every Monday. I would do four or five videos that week. I'd send them to my assistant and they were all ready to go for when I was having a baby. But my audience now is so much bigger than it was in 2014. So I can go back to all of those old blog posts and I can add new stories, new tips. And a lot of the time it is the same stuff that my audience is dealing with. So it's totally okay to go and repurpose content. You can say the same thing, like literally whatever you're talking about last year, go dig that out add a few new things to it, maybe refresh the graphics, add a new story, add a new lesson that you've learned around that and repurpose it. You don't have to come up with the same content again and again. And you will know this, by the way, if you've been following me since the start, you're probably like, oh, Denise, get a new get a new topic, change the record. But I'm not going to because this is what I do. I know what I'm here to help people with and I don't veer out of that and I don't feel like I have to repurpose things again and again and again. Okay, so 
hopefully that really helps. Remember, you've just got to set the intention. I'm going to be consistent no matter what. I'm going to send out that newsletter no matter what. Um, batching your content creation. Get your hair done and then you'll feel really good. Set your office up so you can sit and pump out those videos. Don't be a perfectionist about it. Something that you might judge is something that someone really needs and they really want to hear it. Make a simple process out of it. Get some help to help you turn those things and repurpose them. And um, and then, you know, remember, it doesn't have to be new every single time. It just has to be a value to your audience. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break. But when I come back, I'm going to um, share with you how I easily do at least 200 podcast interviews as a guest each and every year. It's super simple. I'll be right back after this break. Hello, I am Sydney Jordan, and I am a life and business coach for Christian women. Your book, Get Rich, Lucky Bee, completely changed my life and business. Before that book, I could manifest anything except for money. Once I applied the steps from the book, I realized how many hidden money memories I needed to heal. The one that sticks out the most was that I thought that men were supposed to be the breadwinner in the family and that women were supposed to make little to no money. Once I healed this, I am very thankful to say that now I am a successful life coach and I'm able to make a lot of money doing it. Hello, I'm Tash Corbin and I've read Denise's books multiple times, but the one I particularly want to shout out to today is Get Rich Lucky Bitch. You see, I had that book as the audiobook playing in my car for over a year. And so not only did it help me to identify and release a bunch of money blocks, but also it planted the seed for my partner, Davey. He loves this book and he could recite chapters from it word for word, thanks to it just being on in the background in my car. It has completely opened his eyes to the world of manifesting, money and mindset. And for that, I am forever grateful. Thank you, Denise. Okay, welcome back. So I'm going to share with you how I am an, a podcast guest on at least 200 podcasts a year. And I've been doing this for, I would say, six to eight years that I've had that pace. Uh, I've probably easily been on 800 to 1,000 different podcasts as a guest. If you Google my name and podcast, you'll see me all over the place. And trust me, that does not happen by accident. And you might think, oh, Denise, it's all well and good for you now. Of course, you get you know, interviewed because you've got a big audience. Uh, no, at the start, I didn't have much of an audience at all. But let me give you my tips if this is something that you want to do. First of all, I love podcast interviews. I love just being able to talk all day. How many people listening on their report cards at school got in trouble for talking too much. That was me. And guess what? We can do it all day long. Speaking for me is so much easier than writing. Occasionally, I'll get asked to write a piece for a magazine or a newspaper or some PR thing. It will take me hours and hours, like five hours, I reckon, to write a 1,200-word, 2,000-word piece. Painful AF for me. But talking, yes, please, I will do that all day long. So I go out and make it happen. But my first tip is to really know what your topic is and have something to say about it. 
Now, when I send out a pitch email, if I do, I'm very clear that my expertise is money, women and money. And I don't deviate from that too much. I try not to be everything to everyone. And yes, of course, when I'm being interviewed, sometimes I talk about marketing or business or boundaries or whatever, but I pitch myself as somebody who can talk about women and money. But I can tailor my talk specifically to the person that I'm pitching it at. So I can talk about women and money and, and mums, young women in, in business, money for women who are health coaches, graphic designers who have their own businesses, dance teachers, etc., etc. So I actually have a few bullet points on different things that I can talk about. But how do you get them in the first place? You think, how can I even be interviewed? Now, you might um, look at people who are being interviewed and they're on really, really big podcasts. Let me tell you a secret on those. Some of those people pay to be on big podcasts. I have never done that. Um, But some of those big podcasts that you see, people are just paying to go on them. So that in itself might bring up stuff for you of like, oh, of course, you know, if you've got the money to do it. But also it means that there's not a massive gatekeeper for some of those big podcasts. You could literally just pay and be on it if you want to and build that brand. However, I would suggest to do what I did, which is sweat equity, which is to make friends with people who have podcasts and either offer to be on their podcast or if you have a podcast yourself, this is a really great way actually to get interviews for yourself is to start a podcast, interview people who you want to make connections with. The other thing that I've done is um, to organically be asked is be seen as someone who's always very helpful in business groups. So I've always been someone who's shown up, spent hours and hours of sweat equity, showing up and just helping people, being known as the go-to person in my industry. That also means not helping everyone with everything, being really clear on what your topics of expertise can be in those groups. And, um, and just be someone who shows up and helps people. Now, you can go out, and, as I said, and pitch yourself to those people. And just be aware, too, that, you know, sometimes uh, bigger podcasts are looking for people with big audiences. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you can't get started now. You could get started with people who are just starting out just to get experience. And I said yes to everyone and everything at the start of my journey where I'd be like, I remember I was on this podcast and it was like uh, three grannies that interviewed people and I had to call in and I was calling in from a hotel and it was like $80 for me to call in to do this call and it wasn't my target audience at all. But at the start, I just said yes to everyone. I said yes to absolutely everyone. So at, if you're at the start too, you might have to go on podcasts that are not in your zone of genius. They might be small audiences. Sometimes they never get off the ground, but that's okay. You do your apprenticeship. You get known for being someone who's on podcasts all the time, and then people will start to ask you. So we actually deliberately pitched a lot of people with stories. So I'd say, hey, Denise, um, you know, has this many people in her audience and I'll share in this place and this place and this place. But I would also pitch a story of what I could come and talk to them about. So now easily I can pull out, you know, 10 to 12 different stories. But at the start I had to say, hey, here's some things I can talk about. How, you know, I I had a launch and it failed or I had my first launch that did XYZ or I did this interesting thing. Because otherwise why do people 
want you on the podcast. It has to be something that's useful or entertaining for their guests. Now, I actually don't pitch that much anymore because the more podcasts you're on, it will just grow, especially if you set that intention that you'll just be on more and more. But we used to send a a really long pitch email and it'd be like, here's my about me section. Here's my bio. Here's a picture attached. Here's some bullet points. Here's the link to my calendar. Um, Here's some cool things. Here's some like about my book or here's some other podcasts I've been on. Not to be a dick about it, but it was also like, hey, if you want to just go ahead and book me, here's all the information in, in one go. But I would say definitely put stuff about um, how many people you have on your social media, how many people you have on your newsletter list and where you're willing to pitch them. Because let's face it, they're looking for it to grow their audience as well. Um, So here's the other thing, though, that I think is really important. It's just this feeling of I have something to say. I have something to say. And that could be for you feeling like you have to give yourself permission to show up and share your story, show up and get over your fear of being visible. Um, I got over over that fear by getting my assistant to send out those pitch emails because I was worried about pitching myself. Nowadays, I'm just like, oh, I just love being able to get up and share my story. Really, really simple. So even though now it's super easy for me to get those interviews and I still do, like I've probably got six this week and three on Tuesday, three on Wednesday because I batch them because I got good hair. Um, I still set out that intention that I'm open to doing podcasts, interviews. So if that's something you're interested in, just set the intention first, set up the system, set out those pitch emails and just get out there and just showcase yourself. It's okay for you to be visible. Now, see what else that brings up for you of like imposter syndrome. It might bring up some of your money mindset stuff. And that's totally okay too. Um, And if if you've got a podcast and you've got, you know, a a decent-ish audience and it's not your first rodeo, reach out to my team. I would love to be on your podcast. I just learned from the early days not to be on, not to be someone's first guest because often it would never see the light of day. (laughs) It would never see the light of day. People would never... um, put it up because they were flaky and they just went on to another idea but if you've got a decent audience oh my gosh I would love to be on your podcast um, if you think that there's a fit so reach out to my team uh, denise at denisedt.com or if you've got uh, something to share around this my uh, handle is at denisedt all across the web but go forth be visible be consistent um, get your content out there it doesn't have to be hard you just have to set that intention that you're going to be consistent and that's okay for you to be visible all right gorgeous what a fun episode hopefully it sparked you off some ideas but really I just want you to get into action action so you can tell more people about what you do and you can make more money all right i'll see you in a sec for my final thought hi denise i'm tessa and i live in cedar rapids iowa i'm a fertility awareness educator and a new business owner and i read chillpreneur earlier this year when i was struggling with panic attacks and anxiety And I really learned two massive takeaways. One is that I can set up a business to focus on passive income. And number two, that I don't have to pay attention to people in my industry who have lots of their own money mindset issues. My name is Vivi Stutz. I am currently building a new business, Phoenix Rises Counseling. 
I am going to facilitate after-death communication. I have also written books and I use Denise's books and courses all the time. She addresses limiting beliefs that may have gone unconscious that stop us from manifesting and her system works. Hey gorgeous, thank you so much for joining me today and here is my final thought for today. You are the golden goose. So remember that childhood um, fairy tale of there was a goose that laid the golden egg and every day it laid a golden egg and one day the owner got greedy and they thought that if they cut the goose open they will get all of the eggs out and have them all at once. But of course inside the goose was just goose guts. That's it. So you are the golden goose of your life and business. If you don't take care of yourself, you will not be able to lay golden eggs for the future. So I say this for myself when I know that I'm overworking or I'm burning myself out, or I also do this when I start to get involved in things in my business that I should be outsourcing or that are someone else's job. And I just yeah put my hand on my heart and I say, I am the golden goose. Because without without me... You know, a lot of things in my business would fall apart, not necessarily because I have to do them all, just because of my energy and like I have to protect, I have to protect that. So see where you are trying to cook your golden goose or you're trying to get too much out, you're trying to flog your golden goose to mix all the metaphors. So write that down somewhere that you can see it, write it on a post-it note, stick it on your office wall or, uh, you know, just put it as a reminder to yourself, I am the golden goose. You absolutely are. And you can have a very long, prosperous life and business, but not if you burn yourself out. Okay, so my gorgeous, gorgeous golden goose, go forth, chill and prosper. Peace out for me and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.